You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. 49ers 31, Rams 10. Wow. I mean, everything that we've been talking about the 49ers needing to do, they came out and they executed and they did it. Unbelievable. Five straight wins for the 49ers over the Rams. That's five straight for Kyle Shanahan over Sean McVay. All the talk about Matthew Stafford this offseason ended up going to the Rams. Jimmy Garoppolo was a lot better quarterback today. But, boy, 44 runs. And, Dennis, you've been on 49ers teams that have beaten the Rams before, no matter what the situation was. So uh, maybe this this might have reminded you of something, right? Yeah. And, and you know, it's same old Rams. I mean, <laughs> and, we, and we, we talked about it. I mean, for some reason, you know, it, it's a good thing, but – the 49ers just have the Rams is not I mean I mean whenever they play the Rams they play really well and you know I'm happy about this win I'm a little pissed off too because you know we saw the team that that we've been hoping to see you know since the season started and and I think this is the best game even though you know we're we're deep into November now you know that that the 49ers look like that team that we talked about and it, and it makes me upset but I'm happy to see this team on the football field, but dang it, you know, we need this every single week. The Niners need to play like this every single week and and watching them play, watching Kyle Shanahan coach, get creative again, watching Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he's put he's put together three really good football games, but and the defense. Listen, I, I'm a little biased because I'm a I'm a I'm a former defensive player, but did this defense not set the tone or what? I mean, Jimmy Ward, I mean Guys just stepping up. Nick Bosa. Guys just, even Eric Armstead. You know, DJ Jones just stepping up. And, that, and that's what this team needs. You know, you need you need your big-time players to play big-time uh, on Monday Night Football. and But you, you need it every week. So I'm happy about this win. A great win. Fun game to watch. And I was the same way. Like, wow. Wow. This is a team that I think everyone's been looking for. And guess what? We win a home game. For the first time in, you know, a year. But it's against the Rams, the same old sorry Rams. So, you know, it's a good win, but, you know, can you be consistent? Can you take it to Jacksonville? And can you play the same way? First win in Levi's since uh, last October against the Rams. So uh, the Rams haven't beaten this team since 2018. Kyle Shanahan has a, a definite mastery over his former pupil Sean McVay but I agree with Dennis this was the most complete game and that was sort of the the magic that uh, that Shanahan was was hoping for when he aspired to 40 runs which is a ridiculous number I mean four I mean 30 would be a, a super super high number for the the number of carries but Shanahan figured that if if he shot for 40 it meant that not just the offense played well, but the defense did. It took took the ball away from the Rams. Uh, the special teams had a good game. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. And I, I agree that the defense showed up. And, and there were a couple of guys that I thought really 
uh, you know, played well. Jimmy Ward, obviously, with with the two picks and his first touchdown since uh, 2015. I thought Aziz Alshair played his best game, and he was you know throwing his weight around. I've always thought that he uh, you know he gets a little bit over eager on his tackles and loses his feet sometimes. Sometimes runs past the tackle. He was tackling with authority. Today, he and Fred Warner both finished with uh, with eight tackles to to lead the 49ers. And this is the most uh, misleading stat of the game. Cooper Cup finished with 122 receiving yards, but 72 of those yards came after the score was 31 to seven. So garbage time. And, and for the most part, um, Kwan Williams and Jimmy Ward really did a fantastic job. On Cooper Cup, he had he had 50 uh, receiving yards going into the fourth quarter, David, and uh, that for for the number one receiver in the NFL, a guy they look to early and often to to hold him to 50 yards midway through the fourth quarter, I think was a uh, was a major achievement. Those are some really nice yardage splits, Matt, and I have another good one. This is on the other side of the ball. 123 of Jimmy Garoppolo's 182 passing yards came on third and fourth down. Wow. That is the money down. I mean, we talk about the 49ers rushing the ball 44 times. They don't rush the ball 44 times if they don't convert on third downs. It's it's just not possible. You have to have the glue there, especially against the good Rams defense. You have to have that, you know, the, the counterbalance, right? The quarterback has to deliver with his arm at opportune spots. Today, Jimmy Garoppolo went 7 of 9 on third down, over 13 yards in attempt, and I'm including the fourth down to Debo Samuel, which I thought was reminiscent of their previous win against the Rams at home, the most recent win at Levi Stadium 393 days ago. There was a fourth down in that situation where Jimmy Garoppolo found George Kittle. Today, Kyle Shanahan decided to trust his quarterback again, and Jimmy Garoppolo found Debo Samuel. Over the past three weeks, if you look at the expected points numbers, Garoppolo's been the second most efficient quarterback in football. And that's because he's delivering on third downs. And today, the 49ers didn't fumble away big gains. No turnovers. And, and the fact that they won that turnover differential battle today speaks to what you're talking about. The defense got it done with those two Jimmy Ward interceptions. His first interceptions since 2016 when Trent Baalke was the general manager. So we talk about complementary football. We talk about the pass helping out the run game. We talk about the defense and the offense helping each other. The 49ers did all of the above, and the number that I point to is Jimmy Garoppolo's efficiency on third downs because on third and fourth down before garbage time today, the 49ers converted 9 of 13 chances. That's elite against anybody, and it's especially elite against a defense that is as talented as the Rams and the one they brought into Levi Stadium today. So, Dave, tell me, how much yelling did you do today? Your voice <laughs> sounds like you, 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 you were doing a lot of yelling today. Uh, and I wasn't doing any yelling. I could hardly talk today. I have a little bit of a cold, but okay. um, I'm surviving, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and this offense was great, and they were great in third down, the money down, like you said. But it was all set up from that run game. You know, and, and, you know, you have third and, and two, third and three, third and fours. You can get those. And Jimmy Garoppolo put this, this put the, the offense in position 
to 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 get those first downs to to win this football game but it all started from the run game i mean you saw debo in the backfield running the football and you saw Kyle Shanahan you know you know kind of basically neutralize this this um Rams defense that came in I think they were leading the league in sacks and you know Jimmy got hit once he got sacked once great job by the offensive line but I think you saw you know uh Kyle Shanahan in, in his playbook and 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 really kind of showing off what he can do with his weapons and you saw Brandon Ayuk get involved you saw Debo. I mean, just having Debo running the football, that throws off the entire defense. So, you know, it, it was it was great. I mean, Jimmy was connecting. I mean, I, I don't I think his first incomplete was maybe in the third quarter when he threw that that screen pass in the ground. So he was very efficient. But the ball was coming out. One, two, three. The ball was out. And that speaks to that offensive line. But you know, again, being efficient on, on on first and second down makes third downs easy. You make first downs, it it keeps drives alive, and guess what? It keeps the opponent off the football field. And Paul and ball possession was huge tonight uh, against this good Rams defense. Yeah, you said it, Dennis. I mean, ball possession. L- l- listen to these numbers: the 49ers held the ball for 39 minutes and three seconds, so nearly double. The, the time that the Rams ha- had the ball. And part of that is due to the, the two takeaways. But it's mostly due to just the way that they matriculated the ball down the field. I mean, th- these weren't big gains by any stretch. I mean, Elijah Mitchell had a nice game, 91 rushing yards. He averaged 3.4 yards a carry, which is a, a pretty normal pedestrian number. But they just stuck with it. And, uh, you know, first down, second down. And then all of a sudden they're looking at, Third and four. I mean, these are makeable downs the whole time. And Dennis, I wanted to ask you from your D line perspective. Uh, you know that opening drive that the 49ers had. They went 93 yards, um, 18 plays, 12 of them running plays, and it ended with a uh, a George Kittle touchdown. W- what does that do to a defense when that first drive is an 18 play drive and and most of it is on the ground? I mean, d- does that leave a mark? on a defensive lineman for the rest of the game. Well, listen, it it wears you down. I mean, you start off and you're getting pounded. And as a defensive front, defensive front seven, when a team can run down the football field, you know, it it gets into your mind a little bit. You're thinking, wow, whatever scheme they got going, they got us figured out. They're walking down the football field on us. So you 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 understand that and but if it's a long drive you just wear down you wear down that front seven that front four uh and you make it tough and in and, and a Kyle Shanahan offense you got you got defensive linemen running sideline to sidelines and it tires you out a little bit and then you start wondering you start questioning yourself you lose a little bit of confidence and you think oh this is going to be a long night if they're going to shove the ball down our throat um, and then what you want to do is you want to get offense into a third and long situation. And the Rams couldn't do it. You know, you, you can play all day when you got, uh, you know, third and four, third and fives because it's run or pass, play action. So or screen or draw. So it puts it puts a defense in the bind. It gets you sitting back on your heels a little bit because now you're trying to make plays. And so you're out of position. Linebackers are trying to shoot the gaps. Defensive linemen are trying to get that one move that's going to get you in the backfield. And next thing you know, the ball's down the field. So it kind of atta- it attacks your defense. It attacks your confidence. But what it does is starts wearing you down. And in the fourth quarter, I think you saw a little bit of that. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know what else is wild? The 49ers and Shanahan today only ran one play action attempt for Garoppolo, and he lined up under center only once. All of his other throws were out of the shotgun, and this is a huge adjustment that the 49ers have made now over the past three weeks, and it's coincided with Garoppolo's improved play. 96% of his throws have come from the shotgun. In all of his years with Shanahan prior to the past three weeks, only 66% of Garoppolo's throws had come from the shotgun. So... What I see them doing here is they're accentuating Jimmy Garoppolo's greatest strength, which is his quick release, right? He gets the ball in the shotgun, and he's ready to fire. And you could still run, you know, uh, action that confuses the defense. They could still think it's a run when it's coming out of the shotgun because the 49ers still run, obviously, with 44 runs today. A lot of those came out of the shotgun. So the 49ers are maintaining the deception that makes their offense work pre-snap and they're getting into manageable down and distance because, you know, we, we saw that today. They're staying ahead of schedule. But when it actually comes time to throw, they're letting Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, be closer to that 2017 version of Jimmy Garoppolo when they ran a lot of shotgun. They're not forcing a square peg into a round hole and, you know, making him run play-action concepts when they may not necessarily make sense, given his skill set, they're having him sit back and fire out of the shotgun. And, I mean, nowhere was that on better display than on the fourth down today. Out of the gun, Garoppolo surveys the field, looks the safety off, finds Debo Samuel for the 40-yard touchdown. Yeah, and we should note that this uh, was done with, with no Mike McGlinchey, and then Jalen Moore, his replacement at right tackle, got hurt in the second quarter. So uh, they had to go back to Tom Compton. Um, and it, it goes back to what we were talking about in the run-up to this game and, and what the 49ers were able to do in 2019 without Joe Staley, without McGlinchey. Remember, that was a Justin School and, and Daniel Brunskill game. Those were the bookends, and everybody thought that oh, the 49ers have no chance in this game. Well, they won that one, too. Um, the point being that, uh, you know, uh, a couple of points. One is that, that Shanahan and his teams always seem to excel against the Rams, but that also they can if they're, if they're the uh, aggressors, if they're initiating everything. You can get away with having a Tom Compton there because it's the offensive line that, that's taking it to the, the D-line and, uh, and not the opposite. So, um, you, know, uh, you know, going back to, to 2019 was, was a theme. I mean, the, the, the players brought that up unprompted after the game. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo said it reminded him of a 2019 game where he, he felt like there were, you know, 30 carry games throughout that season. Uh, and, and David's right. I mean, uh, that's that's where Garoppolo really excelled in 2019. Is that he didn't have to throw a lot in a lot of games, uh, and when he did, it was on third down. And on third downs, he's been very good. 
especially when, like we said, Dennis, it's it's third and manageable, and he's not having to really push the ball downfield. And more to the point, he's not having to play with a uh, with a, against a defense that's really teeing off on him. If your defense gives you fourteen points, you know you don't have to throw the football. <laughs> And I, I think, you know, that that, that was the, a big part of this football game. And, you know, 44 runs seems like a lot of runs, but you don't have to pass the ball downfield. You get a couple of explosive plays from Debo, uh, George Kittle. You don't have to throw the ball downfield that much because you have that 14-point that lead. And I say it all the time, defense is going to win you championships. And, and this defense has, has not played with their hair on fire or up to their potential until tonight. I mean, guys were running around and, and Jimmy Ward starts to party off early. With, it looked like it was a punt. I don't know what where, where the ball was going. Matthew Stafford was throwing the ball. I don't know if OBJ, you know, they don't have that, that relationship, that synergy yet. But it looked like a punt. But that started the momentum. And then you turn right back around uh, and the tight end, you know, fumbles that ball. Jimmy Ward picks it off in the air, takes it in for a touchdown. And now you can sit back as an offense and say, now... All we need to do is continue to be efficient. Don't make any big mistakes. Uh, and then we can just play our football. And I think that's what the 49ers need. But that defense helps out so much when you give the offense 14 points to work with. Absolutely. It was complimentary football on display for the 49ers. How about DJ Jones? Do you guys remember the play <laughs> where the Rams try to run a fake field goal? I mean, you could criticize McVay all you want. But that play works if DJ Jones doesn't look like a middle linebacker. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a 310, 320-pound nose tackle in space. Are you kidding me? It reminded me of when he ran down Russell Wilson to the sideline a couple of years ago. I mean, that was an impressive defensive effort. And we talk about the 49ers needing production from the interior on the D-line. Uh, I mean, they got it in a huge spot today. Yeah, and everybody seems surprised, but defensive linemen are the best athletes on the football field. And I and the smartest too, right, Dennis? <laughs> oh yeah. And the best looking too. And you know, and it, it it it's it just shows. I think I think before, you know, there was a timeout call before they actually tried that. And it was kind of a weird part of the game, but I think the I think the Rams are kind of known for that. They they try to they try to do that, that little trickery a little bit, but DJ Jones to come out that that spy guy and here's the thing that was in space you know that was a lot of lot yeah. of ground to cover and he brings down that he brings down that guy in in, in, a, in a tackle a, a a good form tackle waist down knocks him off his feet so good job by DJ uh, good job by the coaching staff to realize that that could potentially happen I still think DJ was in a he was in a spy position, and he smelt that out, and he found the ball, and he made the play. Again, another part of this game that that I think at that point, the Rams were like, you know, it's a done deal. I mean, they've got our number for sure now. But it's momentum. That was another part of the game. The momentum changed, and, and the offense goes back out, and, you know, and they, they become efficient. And I think at that point, the game was, was pretty much a done deal. Yeah, they were definitely coached up on that that, that fake field goal because uh, Demetrius uh, Flanagan Fowles was one of the back guys, and he he took away that the, the deep uh, uh, target for Johnny Hecker. So he had to go shallow with his pass, and then uh, DJ Jones cleaned it up. But Dennis, I, I wanted to ask you about DJ Jones because I've, I've watched him 
uh, I guess it's the last couple, might be the last three games, where he seems like he's dealing with something. An injury, I see him on his knee quite a bit. Early in the games, he's having a hard time getting up, and he seems to be fighting through something. And uh, we, we've talked about this in, in previous episodes where, you know, no Javon Kinlaw anymore. They really are missing some beef, some girth in the middle of that defensive line. And DJ Jones is one of the last guys that really has that. Um, you watch it more closely than me. I mean, what kind of uh, outings is, has he been having these last few weeks? I mean, c- can you see uh, him dealing with an injury? Uh, is he overcoming it? Uh, what's your assessment of DJ Jones? I think that inside, I think I think DJ, and I think you're right. I think he's he's got a knee. Um, you know, it seems like every game he he kind of he's slow to get up, but I think he's fighting through it. I, I think, especially last week, I think you saw this week that inside is getting a lot better. That's that was kind of a weak spot uh, in this 49er defense, but I think he is playing a lot better. I, I think Eric Armstead's playing a lot better. Uh, there in the middle. I think that is a, a definite concern. You know, uh, I think Contavious Street is playing a lot better, but I, I do think he's 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 working through something. But, you know, I, I, like, I, like I said, I think guys on this team, guys need to stand up. Guys need to fight through a lot of this stuff. And, and I think, you know, he's a guy that, you know, at the end of the season, you're going to say that, you know, he was an important part of this defense because he, he's fighting. He's definitely fighting through something, but he's making plays still. I mean, he's, he's not the greatest pass rush in the world, but he'll get pressure up the gut. So I think he's kind of taking it on. I think he understands, you know, Javon's missing. Defoe's missing. Something's missing in the middle there. And he's kind of have to stand up and kind of take that on himself. Uh, and I think he's doing a really good job. I think he's getting better every game. And I think today, again, you know, he's, he, he had a good game. I don't know how many tackles he had, but that punt or that, that fake field goal, you know, really shows, you know, that he's one of those guys that kind of wants to stand up. You know, I can't wait to watch the tape of this game because I'll be better in my evaluation here. But I watched the new guy, Charles Amenahu, the trade acquisition for the 49ers a couple of weeks ago. This was his first time in uniform, and on a very key early third down stop, he delivered the pressure over left tackle with Bosa rushing against right tackle. And I don't know how many more pressures he had or, or if he was a factor beyond that because there's so much to watch, and until I get to, to see the tape, I can't firmly put a finger on it. But I do know that Amenahu was a factor on at least one key third down and the 49ers really need that. You know, we don't know when D Ford is going to return or if he's going to return because that back is something that's mysterious and seems like it will be something that bothers him until the end of his career. So the 49ers need production on the edge or off the edge opposite Nick Bosa. And I saw Amenahu deliver at least once today. Um, I think Sansom Ebucom has been getting better. Uh, but, you know, just along the, the theme of, of needing more from the defensive line, I thought as the game progressed today, the 49ers did get more from the defensive line. And then the the chips just kind of fall into place beyond that. Yeah, I, I expected Ebucom to have uh, a big game against the, the team that he played for for four years. I'm looking for his name on the stat sheet right now. I don't see it. So that means he didn't have a tackle. He didn't have a quarterback hit. 
certainly didn't have a sack. So uh, I, I think it was another quiet game for him. And I was watching Bosa throughout the game, and he had a lot of attention. He had a, a, a tight end in front of him, as well as uh, Rob Havenstein, the, uh, the the right tackle for the Rams throughout the game. So on, on most pass rush plays, he was double teamed. Um, and uh, to his credit, he got through one of those, uh, plus a holding call in the fourth quarter to get his uh, his eighth sack of the season. So um, he's, uh, you know, he, he's doing everything he can. Um, Arden Key has actually stepped up the last couple of games, gotten a lot of hits on the quarterback in the, in the scant snaps that he gets. But uh, you're absolutely right. They need somebody else there. And it, it'll be interesting in the offseason because, you know, Bosa is, uh, is going to be there. Um, D Ford, we're, we're not sure about. We're not sure about his back. We're not sure about his future. Ebucom d- does not seem to be kind of living up to what the 49ers thought they would. It's a very important position for them. And they don't have a lot of, you know, capital, uh, free agency money, uh, or draft capital to go out and get that other defensive end. But it, it, it may be a missing element uh, when they start to figure out, okay, what does this team really need in the offseason? Well, is it me or is, is Nick Bosa, it, it feels like he rushes more on the left side now? Is that just me? I think it, they try to match him against the weakest opponent. Uh, so sometimes it's left and sometimes it's right. But the last couple of games, you're right. He's, he's rushing from the left side of the 49ers defensive line. You know, his motor goes so much, you know, and he's going to get a lot of attention, a lot of chips, a lot of double teams. Uh, you know, sliding towards him. And, and you're right. You know, you need it's an opportunity for someone because someone's going to be one on one and most likely it's going to be the, it's going to be that other pass rusher on the opposite side. So, you know, whoever's going to be out there, you got a great opportunity to get a lot of hits on the quarterback. But, you know, Nick Bosa is one of those guys. I, I watch him and, and I get jealous because he just goes, he goes you know, the one sack he had in the hold, you know, he just takes that that route inside, but he plays with such leverage uh, that the quarterback, I mean, his shoulders are so low, offensive linemen are, are, are on top of him, and he's still able to get some good pass rush. Uh, and he, and, and he, brings, he brings down, you know, he gets that one sack, but he, he had a lot of pressure tonight. But whoever's going to play on that other side, you know, you, you got you to learn that you're going to be one-on-one a lot. You got you to gotta, you gotta win most of the times because everyone's going to slide to Nick Bosa. You're going to try to try try to line up a tight end and chip on Nick Bosa. So it's a great opportunity for whoever's going to be on that other side to get a lot of hits on the quarterback. Yeah, that's why I can't wait to watch him. Anywho, because I saw that one pressure, I need to see the rest of the tape to see exactly you know how he's progressing. The 49ers are obviously easing him in because you have to learn the system. It, it is a complex defensive line rotation you know, you, you talk all about how simple it is. They just fire off the ball, yes, but it still is the NFL, and there still is complexity behind it. So Amena, who sat the first week, was in the lineup this week, made at least that one contribution as the 49ers really search for something to bookend what Nick Bosa has given them. Guys, uh, on the offensive end, I wanted to talk about this. Right side of the offensive line, the 49ers were playing at a big disadvantage today. Obviously, Daniel Brunskill is a a below-average right guard. We've talked about that many times in the show. But for some reason, he's able to make it work against Aaron Donald, thanks in large part to the schematics. The 49ers 
play to their strengths against the Rams. And, you know, when they convert third downs, when they convert fourth downs, they stay on schedule. It puts Daniel Brunskill in position to succeed. But on top of that today, he was next to Jalen Moore, a rookie making his first career start at right tackle. And Jalen Moore got hurt on the first drive of the game. So Tom Compton, who definitely isn't any good, played right tackle next to Dan Brunskill. And that's, you know, on paper, didn't look good for the 49ers, right? You had Brunskill and Tom Compton on the right side, but they still made it work. And obviously they didn't expose Jimmy Garoppolo to slow-developing dropbacks. It was all quick game, 2.3 seconds to release, run game. All of that was there. You still have to commend Kyle Shanahan, Matt, for making sure that that right side wasn't exposed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it wasn't a uh, dominating run performance in the aspect that the, for example, the 2019 NFC Championship was. I mean, you didn't have any of those long, gouging runs that Raheem Mostert kept coming up with in that game. These were all... You know, two, three, four. I guess Debo Samuel averaged 7.2, so he was breaking off some big ones, but it was piecemeal. And that was sort of the beauty of it. I mean, that was almost better than having 20, 30-yard runs because you were holding onto the ball for so long and keeping the ball out of the Rams' hands and preventing them from getting into a rhythm. And it was not just the offensive linemen. I mean, uh, Juwan Jennings was a starter in this game. And uh, Juwan Jennings is not in the game because he's a graceful receiver. Juwan Jennings is in the game because he is a really feisty, nasty blocker. Um, And it's just that attitude. And and we talked about this before the season, you know, after the draft, after they uh, drafted Trey Lance, uh, a bigger bodied guy who who can run with the ball, after they drafted Aaron Banks. Um, in the in the second round, we thought that maybe we, we would see a little bit more sort of grit out of the uh, 49ers offense than we've seen in the past. And for the most part, that's that's been absent uh, because you know most of the players I just named have been absent. But you know they've they've got they've got size out there. Even with uh, with Juwan Jennings, you got three wide receivers. All of those wide receivers are are over. 200 pounds. Most of them are well over 200 pounds. So these guys are, are nasty blockers at the second level. Um, I'm, I'm eager to watch uh, a, a to see how many snaps Jennings got. Every time I looked up, he was in the game. And B, to see how well he did on, on some of those uh, those blocks. And uh, it was just sort of a, uh, would have been appropriate if this was sort of like a, a muddy uh, wet, rainy game because it was sort of a uh, had a grimy element to it, and, and the 49ers um, loved it. They they were in their element uh, with that kind of game. And when you have defenders on the other side of the ball, Aaron Donald, uh, Von Miller, uh, you know Jordan Fuller, you know. Uh, Troy Reader, all those guys, and you don't hear their name. I, I yeah. think Jimmy Garoppolo got hit, got hit once. You know that one sack. Uh, but you know you neutralize those guys, and you know in that side of the line, that right side of the line, like you're talking about, that was going to be the question. And those guys, after last week, they really stood up and, and 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 they played well, and they were able. And again, I think it all starts. I'll go back to the defense. You get some confidence. You believe in your defense, so you get that confidence on offense, and you realize, hey, all we need to do is have a clean pocket. 
uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. He's the ball's going to come out quick. We got Debo out there. We got Brandon Ayuk out there. And we got a good run game. We're going to be good. And you start you start getting that confidence. And I think that's what it was. Because, you know, Jimmy, I mean, he, he, he played well again. Three weeks in a row. I'll say it again. He's played well. He's impressed me. Uh, and he was throwing some dimes out there. You know, he didn't have any turnovers. That's the key. You know, your, your defense has two takeaways. You just have to protect the football and play efficient football, and that's what they did. So the offensive line really stood up. They impressed me. I'm never impressed by offensive linemen, but they impressed me tonight. Okay, zooming out, big picture. This was supposed to be not a coronation for the Rams, but they had just picked up Odell Beckham Jr., Vaughn Miller was making his debut. These are the all-in Rams. They had pushed all their chips into the middle of the table, and this was supposed to be a chance to showcase that on primetime against a team that had beaten them four times in a row in the 49ers. So in a way, it was supposed to be symbolic, right? That was the whole national narrative. Now it's the Rams' turn. 49ers on you know a skid right now. They're not going to be able to have the firepower to keep up with the Rams. But, Matt, (laughs) we look at this in the big picture. 49ers just turned that completely upside on its head. They're now 4-5. and They are a total of zero lost column games behind the final wild card spot in the NFC. And they're favored as they enter Jacksonville this next week. If the 49ers win... You essentially have to look at this as a clean slate for the final seven games. They have a chance to be 5-5, five and five, control their own destiny, and psychologically now, they have to be feeling really good about themselves because they showed that they can execute the formula that earned them this kind of respect in the first place. And they did it against that the, the team that they seem so comfortable against. It just so happened to be the Rams who... <laughs> who were coming off of, of all that hype, and the 49ers deflated it really quickly. Yeah, and uh, you know consistency has been a big issue for the 49ers. So they, they have to go on the ro- road. Yes, it's Jacksonville. Uh, yes, they have a rookie quarterback. But Jacksonville just had a, a really big win two weeks ago against a team that they shouldn't have beaten, and they did. The 49ers were a, a, a bad team, and they just beat a really good team. So th- this happens all the time. So... Um, and I, I don't think they're going to overlook the Jaguars by any stretch. But, um, you know, East Coast game, early game, long trip, short week. These are these are things that, that good teams have to be able to, to deal with. And so it'll be a nice test for the 49ers. But you're absolutely right. Um, seven teams make the playoffs. The, the team in the seventh spot right now is the Carolina Panthers. Um, they've got uh, Cam Newton back. They've got... Christian McCaffrey back, so they're feeling uh, good about themselves right now, but they're in a tough division as well. They play Tampa a couple of times. They play the Saints a couple of times. Uh, I think you're absolutely right, though. I mean, uh, the 49ers have eight games left, basically half the season, uh, and um, it's it's there for the taking. I mean, it's, it's not just Jacksonville that's on their schedule. They've got Houston. They've got the Falcons. Uh, they have some games that they quote unquote should win um, if they are indeed a playoff team, and uh, you know that's uh, that's up to them. But uh, Dennis, it'll be it'll be more interesting watching these last eight games than if uh, they had been blown out thirty-one to ten 
uh, by the Rams on on Monday. It's just still weird to hear uh, Cam Newton and uh, the Panthers <laughs> full circle back to where you started. But yeah, I, I think at the bottom of it, you know, you know, kind of where you are when you talk about this playoff race. I mean, you you if you can get to five and five. I mean, you know, it's crazy to say, but you're 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 right back in it for that last playoff playoff uh, position. So, you know, and, and you can't overlook Jacksonville. I mean, you do have the number one overall uh, pick in the NFL draft, and you know he's Trevor's getting he's getting better. Uh, you know, he's got some good weapons there. Uh, he's a good quarterback, uh, and you know, there's they're still Jacksonville, still trying to find their footing, their identity. So you can't go, this is one game. I mean, this is the best game you played. Can you duplicate it? Can you go on the road? Can you play like you played, you know, on the road across the country uh, a short week? So, you know, that's going to be the test, not, not, not to overlook. I mean, you know, you, you, you had an opportunity against uh, the Colts, against uh, Arizona. These are games you're supposed to kind of win. This is another game you're supposed to win. So this is the test of a true football team. You know, going on the road, you know, your defense is going to show up. But you you win games you're supposed to win. And this is an opportunity to get back to 500. Uh, and, you know, it seems like this – and there's still a lot of football left. It just seems like, you know, with the losses that this has been a long season, but it's still a lot of football games to play. But you got to do it. You got to be consistent. You have to go out. You have to play efficient football on all three levels like you did tonight. Yeah, and two of the last three games, the 49ers have shown that consistency – so they have to hope that the showing against the Cardinals was the blip and that the games against Chicago and tonight against the Rams are going to be the rule moving forward. But you're absolutely right about Jacksonville being potentially dangerous. I mean, they just beat the Bills, right? So we know the Bills are a good team, and the NFL is just wild this year. So unpredictable, so much parity. But that lends itself to the larger point that you don't punt away a season until mathematically you have to punt it away. And the 49ers were still far from that point entering tonight, and now they're much further from that point after beating the Rams. Matt, what are you looking for this week as far as just a vibe and an energy from the team, from the 49ers, to to ensure that they don't suffer the fate they did against Arizona? Because they were riding high coming out of Chicago and then it, it hit a brick wall against the fighting Colt McCoys. Uh, they, they can't have that same kind of performance here against Jacksonville or the 49ers will be right back on that treadmill that's moving too fast for them. Yeah, well, they say, they say the defense travels, so I, I want to see if uh, what we saw in Levi Stadium uh, goes to, to Jacksonville because uh, that, that'll, that'll get this team far. And I think uh, what we've said earlier is absolutely right. They need to find somebody else on that, uh, on that other edge position. Um, maybe get Maurice Hurst back. I think he's close to coming back from a high ankle sprain. Um, they, they never put him on IR like they have some of these other guys. So um, that would be a nice little boost. We keep talking about Drake Greenlaw coming back. I thought, like I said, Aziz Alshair had a, ni- a really nice game um, and sort of uh, kind of put uh, some of his uh, misplays against the Cardinals to rest. But, uh, I, you know, that, that's what I'm looking for. A continued really good play by the defense and continued takeaways. Um, two to nothing, 
in takeaways usually gets you a win. It certainly did against the Rams. Uh, they need to have that sort of margin uh, against the Jaguars as well. Same here. I mean, play with some urgency. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's what you saw tonight. It, it looked like the defense had energy. They were excited, you know, and, and you know, and, and you have to have those big plays to create that excitement. And, and it looked like, you know, that pass rush, you know, Eric Armstead. I mean, there's a couple of plays. He just he just ran straight through that offensive guard. And, and that's what you need. Nick Bosa. You know, you, you just need that excitement. And, and I think it, it starts with your defense. And, you know, you, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo, continue to play well. Play efficient and don't turn the ball over. And play a nice, clean football game. You know, I'm, I'm talking no penalties, no PIs. You know, and, and, and that's how you do it. And, and on special teams, you just do what you do on special teams. So I, I think that's important. And, and you said it, your defense has to travel. It has to travel. You have to play well at home and you got to travel. Defense is everything in the NFL. If you if your defense is on, everything else is going to work out. So you got to go across country, like I said, on a short week. But you got to take this game and, and, and just look at it and see whatever it took. If it was Dr. York coming to practice, whatever it was that got you fired up, you got to do it again and duplicate it because there's a lot of football left. Well, we will see if... The 49ers can do that. We'll be back with you this week. It's a short week. That intensifies the challenge against the Jaguars. But this was a step in the right direction. For Matt Barrows and Dennis Brown, this is David Lombardi. We'll talk to you next time on the Here's the Catch podcast after the 49ers take care of the Rams 31-10 at Levi Stadium.